This is the First Hunt Podcast with Chris and Taylor. This podcast covers everything First Hunt, and we hope you enjoy it. All right, Chris. So this is the first First Hunt, truly the first First Hunt Podcast. That's going to be the name, right? We're going to roll with that? Yeah, I think that's a good name. We did, you know, one two weeks ago, but this is kind of the first first real one. So Yeah, that was sort of like a trial, little yep. trial test, make sure we had our ducks in a row. Turns out we didn't. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, you know, what this is, guys, you know, the, the first hunt, you know, it sort of started out as this uh, me and Chris over here bonding over uh, kind of me getting into hunting and Chris was already kind of, he grew up around hunting and, you know, I kind of, for whatever reason, I don't even remember what it was, man. I just kind of, you asked me, I guess, if I wanted to go with you. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it was kind of, you started to get into guns a little That's bit. That's right. Yeah. And, and uh, it just kind of seemed, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know exactly what happened, but yeah. Next, next thing, thing you know, know, we're out there dove hunting and yeah. Then we're turkey hunting and yeah. Now we're, now, now we're, we're doing this. <laughs> now we're doing, yeah. Now we're doing this. And so, Kind of what it's all about is, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, neither one of us, obviously, I, I'm not an expert at all. I'm at like a complete novice level. Yeah. You know, you've definitely got some outdoors experience in your back pocket, but, you know, y- you want to get better, you want to learn, you know, and I'm right there with you. And so we kind of just want to document all of that. And so, you know, between a, a mix of these podcasts and, you know, some some YouTube content, you know, I think we... We kind of have a vision for how we want to document all this. Hopefully, it's at least moderately educational. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that, you know, we talked about very early on was the fact that regardless of us filming the videos or recording these podcasts, like, we we would have these conversations anyways. We would be out there hunting and doing all this stuff and, like, learning that process anyways. So our kind of goal is just to kind of record that natural progression of us as outdoorsmen and all that good stuff and uh that's kind of just kind of the impetus of what we're doing here and obviously who knows where it's going to go after that but that's definitely the first uh first uh round of what we're doing yeah 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 so you know like i said my background is uh, you know little to none i mean basically all the hunting experience i have is with chris so Mm -hmm. you know under my belt it's you know small birds dove quail and then last uh last season we had a a really fun turkey hunt didn't get any birds but it was just so much fun and it, and it definitely got me hooked yeah i would say that that turkey hunt dude uh, by far you know was one of the most unique and fun experiences of my adult life yeah you know like it was it was my first like hunting trip hunt you know it wasn't like a quail or a dove hunt where you're kind of just out there you know for the day you know, it was, it was like, all right, we're packing up an RV, we're going out, we're, you know, we're camping, we're finding a spot, we're making camp, we're doing recon on, you know, where we think that the turkey might be, and, you know, and then, and then all that, you know, all that kind of ethereal stuff in between, right, like the, the funny hiking conversations, the, you know, oh shit, I'm hungry, you know, I've only got trail mix, you know, I wish I had some McDonald's right now, you know, <laughs> like all that stuff, you know, it, it was so much fun, you know, and like we didn't, we didn't bag any turkey, but it didn't matter to me, you yeah. know, it was just like totally got me hooked, you know, just those hikes and then glassing and hey, I think they might be over here, but we really don't know, you know, and and I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what, how did you, what did you feel about that turkey hunt? I think we both had a really good time. Yeah. Well, so it was my first turkey hunt too. Yeah. I'd never been turkey hunting before. Um, 
And I was, to be honest with you, like a little concerned about going into it because I I just assumed that we weren't going to get one just because we had never done it before. And, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. Then that that's based on just me talking to people that I know that have done it before. And one of the things that, like, I think is awesome based on, like, what you just said is I think a lot of people, if they get introduced to the out, you know, whether it's hunting or fishing or whatever, and they get introduced to it and it's not successful that first time, like, it, it can really turn people off from doing things, especially fishing, I, w- I have found. Um, so it's awesome that we were able to do it and have that experience to the point where you want to do it more, even though we didn't get one. Right. Like, I think that's awesome. I mean, obviously we saw them and we can probably one day like talk about that, that hunt, um, kind of recap that at some point, but you know, I just think that's awesome. And, you know, for me, like my experience, you know, I grew up, my dad and most of my like immediate family very much into the outdoors. And so I grew up around it, but never actually doing it specifically hunting. Um, you know, I did grow up fishing quite a bit with my dad and we had a boat and all that good stuff. But, um, I, I'm by no means an expert at that either. Cause I'm not, I don't know. We weren't, we were never very good at it, I guess. Um, yeah. but yeah, hunting, I didn't, I didn't start going like hunting with, with a tag and like for elk, like three, four years ago, something like that. Um, so it's, I, it's, I, even though I've been going elk hunting probably for 10 years with the family, it's really only the a few, the most few recent years that I've actually been the one in pursuit of it. And so same thing, like I've never, have never been successful in an elk hunt. So hopefully this year that changes, but excited to kind of share that experience with you personally, but then also the, the audience here and everyone watching and listening. Yeah, I know. You brought the word successful and I would say that that's like, that was a thing that, that like really hit me, you know, was okay, like my first time hunting with Chris, it was, he was just like, hey, you you want to go shoot Dove? Because I was getting into guns. Well, Dove's like skeet shooting, you know? Like, that's how it felt to me, you know? Especially where we went the first time, it was it felt like the someone was letting the birds out of a cage. <laughs> I mean, there were so many Dove. And, uh, I mean, right away we were getting success, you know? I, I'll never forget, man. I went, uh, first, first fly of the day, it was like, what, maybe first light, 20 minutes after first light, half an hour. And, uh, I, you know, I had never, I had never put like an animal down the sights of my gun before. And I remember like getting out there and it was sort of like, I wonder what that's going to be like, dude, I didn't even think about it. You know, it's just like, there they are. And then, you know, pulled, pulled the gun up, aimed down the sights, boom. And I remember Chris being like, oh man, you shot that fucker. You know, I'll never forget that, man. Like it was funny. It was hilarious, you know? But it was also like, yeah, I did, you know, and and but it was like, you know, I mean, throughout the day, what, like I probably shot two or three, you shot like three or four or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was we had pretty good success, you know, for for the level we were at and not being familiar with the gun platform or anything. I mean, that was my first time shooting 12 gauge. And uh, so it was it was just really cool. But yeah, this all of a sudden then it's like the next hunt's quail. You know, how hard can it be? Right. We've already shot eight dove. This is they're going to be on the ground now. This is even easier, you know? And, uh, and it wasn't, you know, cause it's like all of a sudden you got to find them. 
you got you got to you got to find them you got to know where to look you got to know how to look you got to know how to walk you got to know what to listen for you know i'm a big talker for me it's like you got to shut up you know and then and then all of a sudden there they are and i remember you know this was probably six months ago or so maybe longer than that when we did it the first time the quail hunt and you know we'd probably been hiking for like an hour and you start to get into like a lull you know, where it's like, okay, we're just hiking with guns now, like, you know, and then all of a sudden, I, we, I think I was in front of you, but we walked right up on some, and there goes a whole family of quail, it's like they're walking across the street, and it's like you're in shock, like, it's like, oh, shit, I gotta pull my gun out and blast them, and I think, I think I took a couple shots or something, Yeah. you know, we, we both missed, and, but it was just like that thrill, you know, and then, and, but yeah, going back to success, it was like, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. You know, you got to put some stuff together here to to have a successful hunt. And then that really came full circle when we were doing the turkey hunt, realizing like, I mean, I didn't know at the time until we started kind of prepping for it. Turkey is like notoriously one of the hardest hunts. You know, I mean, they, they have wicked eyesight, wicked sense of smell. And, and you got to call them in, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you got to you gotta know where to look. You got to do that recon on the roosting locations, all that stuff. And so it's like that hooked me, you know, cause it was like, this is a puzzle. This is a puzzle mixed with outdoor hiking and camping and all that stuff. And you have a mission and the mission is not something that's like, if I put the work in, I'm guaranteed success. Oh, yeah. there's, there's an element of luck. There's an element of skill. There's an, obviously the, the work you gotta put the work in, but it's like, Oh man, like this is a process, Yep. you know? And you know, like growing up, you know, I didn't have the, the outdoors background Chris did, but like, I remember my dad would watch like the outdoorsman, you know, on TV or whatever. He was, for some reason, my dad was always into that. We were by no means an outdoors family really. And, uh, you know, I'd watch it when he was watching and it's sort of like, Oh man, how hard can it be? You know? Yeah. Like these guys were just out here sniping, you know, not knowing everything that goes into it, not knowing like, you know, how many times have these guys gone out on a trip and gotten nothing? Yeah. You know, how many times have they gotten it wrong? You know, so, yeah, I just love that. I mean, I, I'm, if we could hunt every day, I think, I mean, it would, we'd probably get burnt out. Mm. But, like, yeah, it's just, it's exciting, man. Like, so, so you know, we just did a quail hunt. And, in fact, our first, first hunt outdoor series video is going to be of that quail hunt. You want to talk about that a little bit, Chris? Sure. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately we didn't have whole, you know, any success on that trip either. Didn't even see quail this time. Um, but you know, we, you know, we were experimenting a little bit with the format and so that will continue to evolve obviously. Um, but for our first time kind of going out there and capturing footage and kind of exploring ways to shoot two guys out there hunting, I think is very successful and obviously you know, hopefully people will be able to watch it. And <laughs> hopefully people agree. <laughs> agree. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was good. You know, it's one of the things about that I love and it's one of the things, you know, growing up, like, yeah, I wasn't the one I was out there, you know, when my dad had an elk tag or whatever. And, but just, just being out in the wild and like being, I don't know, to me, I love hiking. Right. But, yeah. uh, but there's something different when you're like not on a trail, you are, yeah. you are walking, and you're just kind of on your own path. And yeah. like, there's something very like, I don't know, like primal. About I knew you were going to say primal, dude. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's for people. Cause like legitimately there are people who have never done that. Yeah. Right? Because you, you don't like, if you're going hiking, you're I going, think most people probably, right? Yeah. So yeah. 
there it's something that like it's you can't even explain like can't, i couldn't even explain it but like when we were out there shooting this week or filming this weekend and we had split up and i was up on the ridge yeah. up on the ridge yeah. like it's just like it kind of hit me like dude this is like this is what it's about yeah, yeah. like i really wish we would have gotten some quail and like gotten into them but yeah there's something special about that feeling of just like being on your own path and not you know, not being beholden to anything. Like it's very like liberating. No, I know exactly what you mean. And so, you know, we were joking about the Ridge. So like when you guys see the video, it's, it's really me walking in washes and, and Chris walking on ridges, <laughs> but no, I, I completely agree, dude. Like when we split up those few times, like, and you're alone yeah, and you're listening alone and you, I don't, I'm, it sounds cheesy to say, but you're almost smelling alone. Like I, I know I wasn't smelling for quail, but it's like you're you're enjoying the smells on your own. Yeah. And you're the only one there. And your mind starts to like really hammer that home to yourself. Like, you know, I I know where Chris is. Like we have phones and even if we didn't have service, like I could scream at the top of my lungs, you know, and probably we'd find each other, right? Mm -hmm. But like you've just that element of being alone and not being on a trail and carving your own trail and like, but with a mission too, yep. you know, it's like I'm on a mission and, and yeah, the primal word's perfect. Cause that's exactly what it is. And, and, you know, I think I, I remember thinking, dude, I was like in this clearing and I was, I started to think like, man, you know, how are we going to cook this quail? You know? <laughs> Like how, you know what I mean? Like, how are we going to cook it? Which, yeah. which would have been awesome. Cause then we could have shot that and made a whole, a whole video about that. But I was already thinking about that, you yeah. know, like thinking about the goal. And so I, I totally know what you mean, man. Well, I think, you know, I, I don't want to necessarily like rehash like old hunting stories. Cause I, you know, this is all about like what, what we're doing together, but yeah. I do want to tell this story real quick. Yeah. So this was the second, only the second time that I had a tag personally for elk. So this was probably... 2018 i believe and i had a bull tag uh up in northern arizona and it was the first time i had a bull tag right and we were in the car there was three of us and we see this bull walking right in front of us and it was an it was a really nice bull like it would have been a really nice first first time elk for me anyways so we see this thing by the time i got out of the truck it's it's in the trees and you know, so I couldn't, no one could get a shot off, but I literally followed the foot because it had snowed. I followed the footprints in the snow for 11 miles, this elk. And you know that, I don't know, it was probably a couple hours of me walk, just walking, right? Like three or four hours. And that, those, that time, like of just me walking in the forest, following these indentations in the snow, like was such a surreal experience. And like, that is, even though I knew in my mind i was never going to catch up to this animal that can run 50 miles of power whatever they do yeah i was never going to catch it but there was just something like super amazing about that experience and like taking what we were just talking about to like that next level yeah and like to me that's that trip is when i got hooked on hunting because like you know like i said growing up you know it's really you know especially with older hunters it's you know, they're just driving around in trucks and drinking beer. You know, it's, that's, yeah. you know, it's camping. It's fun. But, but that experience for me following those footprints for four hours or whatever it was, is what like had me hooked and I've been hooked ever since. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think the, I know the moment that I realized like 
I definitely want to be hunting for as long, you know, I think like you and I will be hunting, you know, probably until we're old men together. And it was when I think it was our first day, our first day out, um, on the turkey hunt, you know, well, first night, you know, we just set up camp and I, I think we kind of just like hiked around and then, and I went to bed, but the first morning Chris and I go out, um, you know, it was so beautiful because I don't know, it was, it was what, like maybe like 50 degrees were the highs in the day, maybe a little higher than that, but there was still snow on the ground. Like those, those nights were, were really chilly. So you're out there and it's not uncomfortably cold, but you've got this snow on the ground and we had found this clearing and we just started calling. Like neither of us really knew what to do. We had never even used our calls before, you know, like I had a, I had a, a call box. Chris picked up one of the, what do you even call those? Like a scratch call. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we just started calling and I'll never forget this moment, man. Like we picked this spot beautiful clearing i'll post the photo on the instagram so everyone can see and beautiful clearing snow on the ground under the trees and all of a sudden we start to hear some females talking back and i remember like we both looked at each other and we're like holy shit you know you're having a turkey conversation right now and you know but but i think at the same time we both knew that like we weren't going to get a shot where we were sitting we were just going to be too far away. It wasn't ideal, but we sat there for probably like close to like an hour, maybe even more. And, you know, Chris is not in my line of sight. So it's really just me. And, uh, you know, we're kind of like texting back and forth, you know, like, you know, what like thoughts about should we move? Should we not move? And he keeps calling, you know, like every few minutes, maybe not. I mean, maybe like every 10 minutes, you know, you don't want to overdo it. And all of a sudden there's a ton of hen activity. And like, we're both like, oh man, dude, you know, here we go. And, uh, they're too far away. We start to get kind of burnout on the spot. And the minute we get up, we hear a gobble right behind us. And that gobbler, I mean, who knows, right? Like I, I have no idea if he was going to come in cause he was going to be on our six, but that gobbler was right behind us. Yeah. And, and we both stood up and heard that. And I remember we, we crashed on the ground. And we like turned our focus to where the gobble was at. We both knew we had ruined it, yeah. but like, I remember we were just giddy, dude. Like <laughs> I was just so giddy. And it was that moment when I was like, yeah, this is it. This is the stuff, yeah. you know? And then, and then the rest of that day, you know, it, we, we didn't know where any roost locations were. We're just kind of hiking around, but it was like, oh, this is the shit. Yeah. Like, like that was so much fucking fun. And, you know, I don't have a story yet that equates to like walking through you know, and, and following tracks for 10 miles. But like, that was like my version of that. It was like, it was like, wow, like we were calling that thing in and it was right on us. Yeah. And then I remember like the next morning, do you remember that dude? It was gobble city. Yeah. Like Chris and I wake up, it's like four, four thirty. Yeah. We're out. And maybe a little later than that. Cause it was like first light. And it was like, fucking turkey vietnam dude <laughs> like it literally was like we were in vietnam and there was just turkeys with machine guns like you know in the form of gobblers like in the trees around us and it felt like we had like walked up on like the leprechaun's pot of gold and and you know and then that morning we're calling and we're like all right this is the spot dude that was so cool like i was so confident we were gonna get one <clears throat> that morning i know i know and 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 we sat i mean and that's what's so funny like I'm not a sitter, dude. 
like by nature, I'm a, I'm a talker and a mover, yeah. you know, like I'm not a big sitting guy, but like, I was not opposed at all to sit in that tree blind that we sat in for like, you know, I don't know, two hours, yeah. you know, calling them in. And then, and finally we're just like, all right, we don't think we're going to get anything, but it was just like, it was like sitting there as like a, as a kid on Christmas. Yeah. And well, that was the morning. What ended that hunt was we, we called them in for some other hunter to shoot. Oh yeah. And as soon, as soon as he, he got his shot off, which was, I mean, he couldn't have been, you know, 150, 200 yards away. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, as, as soon as he fired, the forest was silent <laughs> yeah and they were done so that that, yeah. that put the end of that morning but yeah well dude and then and so like the next morning after we went into turkey vietnam we're like yo this is a spot <laughs> next morning we go out there and we got there even earlier yeah. and i and it dude it was i remember it was so cold it was so cool though we bought this little turkey decoy none of us have any idea if that's even what you do but we put a turkey decoy out chris is to my left maybe 20 feet to my left underneath a little you know bunch of shrubs i'm to his right and um i'll never forget this man like before first light we just hear like a thud you know like a coming out of the woods and uh and i i don't know i didn't know what i thought it was going to be um you know i remember going for my handgun you know just in case you know and uh and it's this huge elk it was like something out of harry potter bro <laughs> like because of the the way the lighting was like it was like this majestic elk just comes out it couldn't have been 20 feet away from us yeah. you know and it sat there and and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna like contradict myself now because it's like that actually might have been when I did get hooked <laughs> was when that elk came out. Because I, you know, like elk is like you know so synonymous with hunting. You yeah. know, it's like deer, elk. You know, those are like the the kind of like the suit du jour. You know, like yeah, we're hunting. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing that thing and being like, oh man, you know, when we have elk tags, dude, this is gonna be awesome. Yep. You know. Yeah, so if you're listening, Arizona Game and Fish, we really could use some extra luck this year. <laughs> yeah, give us some extra luck. We're going to need – yeah, we need all the help we can get too. But, yeah. So, you know, but I think big picture, like, those stories, right, that we just shared that obviously were before the whole, this whole first hunt concept, you know, that that's the type of thing that we're trying to kind of share and, and hopefully, you know, people that – are kind of in the same position we are, you know, or, you know, a little less experienced, a little more experienced can all kind of relate to those like first, those first, the, that first time doing something. And like, it's intimidating, right? Like we both talked about that last time and we both agree, like it can be intimidating. So we're, you know, we're hoping that this video series and podcasts and all the, all the stuff we're put, going to put out is just kind of, you know, entertaining and also educational for those people that are in that kind of same uh, mindset that we are. Yeah, exactly. Like, like my dream is like, if this can capture me learning all of this, like, like I, you know, I've fished a couple times, but not like really fished. Right. And I want Chris to show me that and share that with me. And like, my dream is for like all of this to like, if it can capture me learning how to hunt and getting kind of good and learning the outdoors and learning all the all the the in-betweens right it's a success to me and and like yeah like chris is saying if there's people out there that like like i wouldn't have known where to begin like i i would dude i wouldn't have even gotten into this if it wasn't for chris so it's like you know there's a how many people are there out there like me who it's like hey like 
I kind of want to do that. Well, I don't know anybody or like, Oh, I live in, I mean like, like, dude, I grew up like, you know, kind of just as like a city dude, you know? And it's like, well, you know, yeah, this isn't, this isn't for me. This is for like those people who live in outdoor areas. Like, no, it's not dude. Like it's for everybody, you know, but you just got to know where to begin. And so that, yeah, I think we just want to capture that. Like, you know, like, like I, I think like we're both beginners basically, mm-hmm. you know, and like, five ten years from now when hopefully we're not you know (laughs) (laughs) if we can look back at all this stuff and 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 you know and just see like where it all began and then all the in-between and all of the the stories the relationships the hunts the you know the the trophies all that stuff like how cool is that you know well i think you know like you know not to downplay the the role or the like value of the content that is out there by you know that other people are creating because it's you know it's very popular and there's a lot of great stuff a lot of great i'm sure great people i honestly don't know any of them but i'm sure they're great people but you know it's it is very difficult to be on your couch in the middle of phoenix arizona and watching these guys on a private land on a private ranch in montana you know that have you know, they've been watching this elk for, you know, six months. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's just a different experience than what most people do. And, uh, so I think, and there, you know, there isn't a lot of content out there that shows what we're experiencing, you know, these things for the first time and being at that level. So I think that's, you know, hopefully what kind of sets what we're doing apart from the other content that's out there. Yeah. And like, I, I, I can just only speak for myself on this. Like, I don't know what I'm doing at all, yeah. you know? So, and, and like, I'm going to really showcase that, you know? Yeah. And, and, well, and I hope it serves as like an example, like, cause what Chris is talking about is true. Like, you know, yeah, there's amazing footage out there, pro shot, gorgeous, amazing cinematography with dudes that have decades worth of experience. And it's like easy to them, you know? Yeah. Like it, 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 it's just what they do. And it's like, that's not what I do. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, and it's like, you know, like hopefully like in a perfect world, right? Like we've already not gotten drawn for spring turkey and have yeah. this year. So in a, in a perfect world, we'll get an elk and we'll draw, we'll draw for elk in the fall or in the winter, whatever, draw for deer. And maybe we'll put in for fall javelina. Right. So in a perfect world, we got three hunts this year. Yeah. These guys they do three hunts a month. Exactly. You know, it's, it's just a totally different yeah. thing. And not that it's bad. Like I, I, I want to make that perfectly clear that I'm not like dismissing or downplaying anything that they do because it's great content. And I spent a lot, a lot of time watching it. <laughs> yeah, <they're>, exactly. <laughs> but, but you know, it's just different, you know? It, yeah, it definitely is. Did, did we talk about the quail hunt yet that we just did? Yeah. We kind of touched on it. Oh, did we touch on it? Yeah. Did I got really bad short term memory? I know, because we talked about the uh, the elk and the turkey last last podcast too. <laughs> oh, we did. Yeah. Holy shit! No, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh my god. <clears throat> well, let's um, let's run through like, like what we think we did wrong on this. You know, like this last quail hunt is what okay. I what I'm talking about here. Like, you know, well, I I don't you know like it, 
I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I can guess, yeah. you know, like, all right, like, you know, the weather conditions weren't great, right? It was a little windy, a little breezy. Yeah, I, don't, I honestly, I truly don't believe we did anything wrong. We went to a spot that I have been given intel on of yeah. having lots of quail. But, A, it was cold. Yeah. And it rained the night before. It was windy. And I think that they were just huddled up. And the only way we were going to get to them is if we stumbled like really close to them the thing is when you're at least in the few times that i've been including last year when we went like yeah. when you see them and they start kind of running when they start getting spooked because they know you're coming like that you know they're usually pretty not pretty far like not like hundreds of yards but you know they're up there they're out of shot range right typically yeah or you you flush them out it depends on the density of the vegetation so point being I think they were just literally huddled under trees, and the only way we were going to flush them is if we were walking right next to them, and it just didn't happen. Yeah. The other thing is it literally – quail season started, what, four, almost four months ago. Yeah, it was like October. Like, we are at the very end. Like, there's what – I think there's literally only one week left, something like that. Okay. So, I just – you know, timing-wise, I don't think we did anything wrong. Um you know, I, I do think that if we w- if it wouldn't have been cold and rainy, like, I think we would have at least seen them and, like, had more action. But yeah. I don't think we did anything wrong from, like, a tactical standpoint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, just from my limited knowledge, it didn't feel like we did either. Like, I think that if there's, like, you know, one thing that definitely worked against us, it was that it was the first time we were shooting video. Yeah. And, and that factored in, right? It was sort of like our focus was in two different avenues, yeah. which is going to be something that we're going to have to learn how to juggle. Like, you know, as we get more and more experience, A, hunting, more and more experience, B, shooting, shooting video, um, that'll figure itself out. But like, I know, like for me personally, like, you know, when we were split up, right. And it's like, okay, now we're kind of in like a higher probability situation where you don't have two people making noise um you know down i mean there was a couple places dude where i felt like i was just gonna walk right up on them i felt like it was perfect geography perfect landscape perfect vegetation you know setup but i was like thinking about filming you know what i mean like i was thinking about okay like what should i shoot what should i capture what should i talk about you know and my focus wasn't on hey get the gun ready pop that safety off get ready to go you know what i mean so I don't know. Yeah, it was it was still so much fun. Like that's the thing that like I would have never guessed. Like you know, you, even two years ago, you know, much less ten, twenty years ago, that like hunting is so much fun. Yeah. I, 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 I would have never guessed that. You know. Well, I can tell you if if, if you would have uh, asked me when we first met, is this are you gonna ever go hunting with this guy? Yeah, <laughs> I would have lost that bet. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, it's so. I remember thinking about that. Do you know, I think we were talking about that too when we were on the truck driving up to the turkey hunt. Like, what an unlikely duo, you know. I'll never, I'll never forget. Um, really, the time me and Chris first started talking. So, like, we're both guitar players. We're both like big like guitar music nerds, and uh, I like somehow found out. We we both went to architecture school together, and I somehow found out that Chris. Um, was a guitarist or he was like kind of into guitar. Dude, the very next day, I brought in a backpack full of DVDs. I don't even know why. I think I just got so excited because like <laughs> for the first time in my life, because like you, you grew up in high school, you've got friends that are into music, but like are they really into it? Like it was like the first time I, I 
Well, I didn't even know, I guess. Yeah, but you didn't know. There's no way you knew. I, I guess I tried to force. Like, I was like, let's see if he's really into it. Dude, I brought him, like, Eric Johnson, Steve Vai, Paul Gilbert, John Petrucci, Ingve Malmsteen, all the shredders. Like, this is, like, ultimate nerd-level guitar stuff. And I was like, dude, you should check these out. I don't even know if you watched any of them, dude. I watched a couple. Did you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it was just, like, next thing you know, like, I guess it was that. It was like the icebreaker. It was like, yeah. I would, I don't, I like Chris to me was like a dude I would have never talked to. Yeah. I'm you know? Same. Like, it, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and then, and then uh, was that senior year yeah. of undergrad? And so like, yeah, just, we started hanging out and then we started doing projects together senior year. And then I think we realized that, yeah, we just really liked hanging out. And then it was after graduation, we started going to concerts together all the time. Yeah. And Chris, like, so Chris never really drank. And and I feel like uh I, I remember you man You created a monster is all I'm gonna say. Yeah, dude, like <laughs> like so like you know, just to put it uh softly, Chris is uh you know, he's not a novice when it comes to drinking now. Not and anymore. uh and but we would go to shows and like I would like you know, order a few beers and it would just be me drinking beers with Chris, you know, standing next to me and we'd watch these bands. And then, like, slowly but surely, Chris would start to order drinks. I'm like, oh, wow, Chris is getting a little cocktail. <laughs> you know, like, I don't even know. What were you probably getting early on? Like, maybe, like, a vodka lemonade? Yeah, that was my... That was your thing? And uh, I don't know when it happened, but it was, like, next thing you know, like, me and Chris would just go out and get hammered. Oh, yeah. We would just get hammered. And then, and then we moved into, like, kind of like an ultimate bachelor house with two of our other buddies... And that's when really things started really getting fun. You know, we would just get sloshed every night. But it was really that bonding over music, man. Yeah, I mean, there, there was, I mean, I don't know if it was like a year and a half or so, but whatever the time frame was, where we probably went to like 30 shows. Yeah, we were going to a lot of shows. Like, yeah. And honestly, too, like saw all, so many bands that like I'm glad that we saw because like, okay, so like, a lot of like our our mutual you know likes are like the seventies eighties nineties rock bands, and you know and then all like the great guitar players in those bands. Well, I mean those dudes are getting old, yeah. You know, and so it's well, like think about like you know White Snake, right? Like yeah, we saw them and they were pretty good. That they were, I, I would say White Snake was at their peak. Yeah, like of the like the modern peak. of the modern peak. Yeah, but like you know now I think this year is their farewell thing. It's like I don't want to go see him because yeah. I know he can't. I know David Carvajal can't sing anymore. Yeah, just like just hating on David. Well, he just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, dude. I, I agree. think he would admit it if uh, you know when he doesn't go for the high notes and he lets yeah. his bass player do it. Yeah, but yeah, anyways, yeah. Love you, David. <laughs> yeah. No, we saw so many great shows. I, I don't know if you were with me, but I remember I saw BB King like somewhere in that in that time frame yeah. and he died like shortly after that. And yeah. I remember thinking like, like I'm not like a huge BB King fan. Like yeah. I like blues guitar, like just as much as the next guitar player. Like it's like a, a guitarist inside joke. Like you're not really a guitarist, I think, unless you like blues. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's great players out there who don't, but you know, it's like a, a nerd thing. Like, you know, no matter if you're a metal player or, you know, a country player, jazz player, everyone loves nerdy blues guitar licks. And yeah, I look back at that and it's like, man, I'm so stoked. I saw BB King, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and they waddled him out there into a little chair. The dude could barely move, but like, what a great show, you know? 
and you're just like, yeah, this dude's, this dude might die on stage, yeah. you know, but I'm glad I'm here, you know, yeah. who else do we see? We, we saw that Van Halen reunion, which I'm glad we saw that, yeah. you know? Yeah, we've seen a lot of good, like, bands. I mean, we saw that last A lot Sabbath. of them we're not going to even remember. Yeah, I mean, think about how many times we blacked out. Well, yeah, but we know? saw the last Sabbath, their, yeah. their farewell thing. Oh, that's right, yeah. Who opened up for them? That was the Rival Sons. Was, oh, yeah. They kind of, yeah. you know. But, like, I remember for Van Halen, Kenny Wayne Shepherd opened for them. Oh. And we were both like, holy fuck. Like, Dude. I mean, we both knew who, you know, like, yeah. we both knew Kenny Wayne Shepherd. But is. we didn't expect him to sound that no, good. No, that was. Dude, Ke- Kenny Wayne. When I, when I, like, when I, whenever people, like, start talking about live music with me, there's, like, certain shows that I bring up as, like, this was, like, next level. Yeah. I mean, what was he? He was playing that like little Fender tweed. Do that. I don't know what his signal chain was, but my God. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just sounded incredible. I remember thinking, like, dude, I kind of know what Van Halen sounds like yeah, right yeah. now. I feel bad for them right now. Yeah. And that's Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. You know, and like that was how hot Kenny Wayne was playing. That, on that yeah, tour. that was a good. And then like other speaking of like good tones, like when we saw Winger. Oh. I, that was probably the best live guitar tone that i've heard yeah and isn't that funny dude like red beach in the 80s and the early 90s winger got so much shit yeah i I feel like red Beach. i mean the winger i love winger but like red beach like is a monster and ironically i think he had great tone back then a lot of people like you know whatever they don't agree but you know like whatever i don't know what he was playing through at that time maybe those uh john stewart custom heads but Dude, it sounded, it was that beautiful mix of high saturation, like 80s tone mixed with like, you know, that like blues crunch, just that brittle bar crunch, you know? I would love to know, like just out of curiosity, because obviously we actually saw Red twice because he's in Whitesnake. Yeah. I would love to know if he uses the same like setup for both gigs. Because like in Whitesnake, when we saw him like, uh, what's his Doug Aldridge, you yeah, know, he's like the Les Paul lead guy in Whitesnake. Yeah, like so he he kind of takes a back seat in that band. Uh huh. I would be curious if he plays like if he has the same like rig setup for both bands. Yeah, that would be interesting. I, all I can say about Reb is I know famously he has delay on all the time. Oh really? Reb, yeah. Which huh. which when you think about that, that's really crazy. Reb Reb is, uh, and I don't know how I don't know what the you know what his delay is set to, but. He's famously a dude that doesn't like to signal switch, so like you know he's he's using the volume knob on the guitar mm-hmm. to go from clean crunch to to you know full on drag and breathe, and uh, doesn't like to do the whole tap dance thing. Yeah. So that's all I know. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's using the same the same patches or what, but yeah, yeah, just just a monster, man, just a monster. Yeah. I'm trying to think of uh. I know there's like another. Oh man, do you remember when we saw Last in Line? Oh yeah, at the Holy uh, BLK. Moly, dude! Best yeah. live vocals I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, shout out to Andrew Freeman, dude. My goodness, amazing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, dude, I, I was like telling people who I know don't know Dio music. So for context, Last in Line was Vivian Campbell, who was the original Dio guitar player on Holy Diver and Last in Line, the first two records. And I think they had originally they had the bass player. Um, I think he had died before he, yeah. we saw them. Jimmy Bain, yeah, he had he had just recently passed. So they pulled out 
one of the dudes who played on later records. I, I can't remember his name right now. And then who was playing drums? Was it uh, it's, Vinny Apathy? Yeah, it's Vinny, yeah. Um, and then Andrew Freeman on vocals, yeah. who just, the first time we saw Andrew Freeman, we were in Las Vegas, and we were there to see uh, Generation Axe, which was like a full guitar shred extravaganza with like Nuno Betancourt, Zach Wilde, Steve I, Ingve. So the night before that show, we go to just some like, what we think is going to be like a rinky-dink rock show at the Tropicana. What was it called? Um, Rating the Rock Vault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, it, it's a really cool show, by the way. If you guys are ever in Vegas, go check it out. They kind of go through like all the eras of rock and play a bunch of hits. Um, kind of very Vegasy show. Well, this dude comes out to sing Van Halen. They start playing like Panama or Jump. I forget what it was. And me and Chris, you know, we had a couple drinks. So we were super excited. And we look at each other like, dude, this guy. You know, and Andrew Freeman's got this swagger. Oh, yeah. You know, where he walks around like he owns the place, <laughs> dude. Know. And uh, anyway, so we, we kind of knew, you know. And then, like, we both are familiar with Dio, obviously, and Last in Line. So we go see him at this club. It's Outdoor Club, which I've been there a couple times. Never been impressed with the sound. Didn't matter that night. Mm -hmm. Like, that dude came out, like, fucking, like, a, imagine mixing David Lee Roth with, like, I don't, I don't know, I guess Ronnie James Dio, you yeah, know, like, like like just a powerhouse. Yeah. And the dude struts around like, you know. Like he wrote those songs. Yeah. It's, yeah. Dude, it was so good. That was a great show. I remember telling Jordan, uh, you know, we had this uh, buddy Jordan. I remember telling him, <laughs> and uh, and he was, I was just like, dude, you got to see this guy, man. Yeah. And, you know, and he was like, oh, yeah, 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 you know. But it's just like, oh, my God, yeah. you know. Anyway, yeah, so. We went on a little bit of a music rant, there, yeah. <laughs> but but that's our thing. I mean, like like we you know, and that's the thing about this podcast is you know it's definitely like first hunt, yeah. You know, but I think we both like kind of want it to like dwell into like other things, kind of almost be as like you know a little little lifestyle like vent sesh, you know. Yeah. So obviously the the videos are gonna be like hunting yeah. and fishing and outdoor stuff and you know some cooking and you know stuff yeah. but it's all going to kind of relate to that kind of first the hunting and fishing stuff but yeah definitely this podcast over time is gonna um kind of explore these different things that we find interesting um not just the outdoors like mu i'm sure we'll talk about music quite a bit yeah um, oh yeah but so ho hopefully some people at least find that interesting but yeah if you don't get you, you will you know <laughs> hopefully yeah i'll say this if you don't now Hopefully, you know, as more people start, you know, find out about this and they continue to hear us go on these, you know, extended rants about guitar rock and metal and music and all that, like, hopefully we create a few defenders of the faith, man. Yeah, maybe we can create a, a video series called First Guitar. There you go. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Because rock's dying, man. Oh, I mean, well, I, it's dead, right? Isn't that what... That's what people say. Yeah. But, and sometimes, dude... Sometimes I think they're right. Other times I think they're wrong. Sometimes I think they're in between. No. Yeah, I think it's like a day-by-day -day thing. But all I know is it's not. we're not in a situation where I can throw on MTV anymore and just see 20 great rock videos back-to-back-to-back-to-back no. back to back to back of bands I don't know and be like, oh, wow, I'm going to go get that CD. Yeah. You know? Um, it's, that's, not the, that's not the world <laughs> we live in anymore, unfortunately. No. But uh, anyway, let's talk about kind of like what's coming up kind of like the schedule of how we want to plan things out. 
Okay. Um, so I think, I think with these podcasts, like I, I think weekly, you know, yeah. that's sort of our goal, right? You know, like we're not going to have, um, just because of the nature of things, we're not going to have like a hunt to recap every single time, but we definitely do want to have this be like a hunt centric podcast, mm-hmm. hunt lifestyle centric podcast. Um, so you can expect these like once a week and then, you know, got the quail hunt video coming up by the time this is live, that video will probably be live up on the YouTube channel. First, is it first hunt outdoors? Yes. The, the YouTube channel. Yes. And yeah. Instagram and Twitter and is our Spotify also first hunt outdoors? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if any, anywhere, if you just first hunt outdoors, that's us, um, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Spotify that you know you'll have the podcast on there and then obviously YouTube um, so so keep keep looking at that but yeah we got that first quail hunt coming up like we said earlier unfortunately we didn't bag anything but you know we, we think it's still kind of a fun first uh, first try at you know getting out there with cameras and, and kind of trying to document the whole ordeal you know yep and then uh, we're obviously gonna be doing some uh, call it maintenance videos in terms yeah. of uh, we're going to go out to the shooting range hopefully next week. We'll shoot some stuff for that. We yeah. do some uh, gun cleaning um, videos. we got some cooking things we got upcoming. So some stuff like that. And then here in another month or so, we'll be able to start doing some fishing videos too. So that's kind of what's on the docket now. You know, We'll be putting in for the elk here in the next couple of weeks for, the, for, for November and December. So got some stuff coming up that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. And then I think eventually too – Hopefully, you know, in the next couple of weeks, once the site goes live, which is not live yet, we do want to have some first hunt merchandise on there. So, you know, a couple different t-shirt looks, some hats, you know, try to get some stuff that, you know, you can, you know, potentially wear on the hunts to incorporate a little bit of orange in some of them. You know, we have a couple, couple ideas that, you know, we don't want to go into too much detail quite yet on for, uh, you know, for some potential other, you know, first hunt merchandise. But, you know, I think what's cool about it is like, kind of you know going full circle like we don't really know a whole lot about this stuff you know like like we're into it like we're not like dead green novices but like i mean i kind of am you know but like you know like he brought up gun cleaning like you know there's going to be a million people who can comment on those youtube videos and tell us a thousand things we did wrong have at it you know like like we want to learn you know yeah we definitely encourage like that participation from people out there like you know obviously you know and it's not like we haven't done it like gone online and like how do you clean it exactly so it's not like we're just like starting from scratch but definitely like if there's things that people see like hey like here's what you should have done on the quail hunt like we definitely want to know um for next time so exactly like you know we're not going to be shy at all about you know being humble about where we are and in our in our journey so You know, yeah, full-on engagement is definitely something that we're looking for. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, I think uh, I think that's it for, for this episode of the podcast. Like we said earlier, you know, go ahead and uh, check us out on First Hunt Outdoors on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, um, Spotify. If you, if you search that, that's where you're going to find the podcast on there. It should be available on Apple Podcasts. And are, are there, is there any other places i mean i think that's i mean there are but those are the two big ones two big boys yeah so you know and then once we get that site live um we'll blast that on the instagram page and and probably make a little youtube video about it you know just as like a little like hey you know fireworks in the air here we're live you know so 
be on the lookout for that. But, you know, we'll wrap this up here. Any final words, Chris? No, I think we uh, talked a lot, talked about everything we needed to. So right on. All right. Hey, guys, take it easy yeah. and, you know, go out there and have some fun. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. All right. Cool.